Okay. You guys know you need to work out regularly if you want to maintain a certain physique, right? You guys also know I care a lot about mental health, and I believe in order to maintain it requires regular workouts, so to speak, as well. That's why I want to talk about 59 Breaths, the workout for your nervous system. 59 Breaths is an app that helps improve your mental health, control your stress, improve your sleep, as well as a lot of other awesome benefits through breath work. I love it too for when I start to notice I'm getting anxious and revved up. It's a great way to bring me back into my body and the present moment and to re-regulate my nervous system. Plus, you can track your progress over the course of time and see how much more resilient to stress you're actually becoming. Pretty cool, huh? Looking for an easy, fast, convenient way to feel better if you're having a moment? Give it a try. Go to 59breaths.app slash Young. That's 59breaths.app slash D-R-A-R-I-A-Y-O-U-N-G. I will also have the link in the show notes. Okay, let's get back to the episode. Hi, and welcome back. You are listening to Better Days Ahead with me, Dr. Aria Young. Quick little intro if you are just joining us, for those who don't know me. I am a licensed naturopathic integrative doctor that specializes in mental health, and I am on my own healing and self-betterment journey as well, which I share to help others who are on their own journey so they don't feel so alone in what they're going through, feel like somebody can relate to them. This was something very important and beneficial for me, especially when I was first getting started with my own self-work. So it's something I'm really passionate about, and I appreciate you being here today. Okay, so really quickly. I took another step back from social media recently because a whole lot of shit went down and I just didn't care to make it more difficult on myself by trying to keep up with content. I also had taken a step back from social media in December because the holidays were really challenging and the end of the year was just, it was crazy. So I had to do it again and hopefully, well, first of all, I hope you guys are all doing okay because as far as the people who are close to me in my life, it seemed everybody was going the fuck through it. And so that was part of the reason why I was taking back a step back from content because I was trying to be there for multiple people who were going the fuck through it. And it required a lot of time and energy. And I guess maybe I overextended myself a little bit. So then I had to fill my own cup and, you know, it was just kind of this balancing act. So um, hopefully February and the remaining months of this year are far easier. I don't know what was going on in January, but I swear like there was something in the air. So it just, it feels relatively inauthentic that I make content that appears to be upbeat or like, I don't know, that I'm I'm coming to a conclusion with something I've been reflecting on and that everything's all packaged up in a nice little bow when I'm still going the fuck through it. So it's getting better. And although it's been kind of a difficult two weeks, and I'm going to talk about something specific that was kind of coming up in the last two weeks for me and I'm going to use what I recently experienced and a lot of very new things I haven't encountered yet with my healing process as today's podcast topic, which is the discussion of holding grudges or lack thereof too, I guess, and forgiveness and grace, which is something I know a lot of people struggle with. As I have been healing and working on myself, holding grudges has become more and more difficult to do. And I used to be a master at it and I like doing it for the same reason everyone else does. I felt protected by doing this. I was teaching people a lesson. I wanted them to feel like shit about hurting me. I felt like I was defending my honor by never letting them have access to me again. It gave me a sense of control. Of course, all things that are very heavily rooted in ego, which would make sense because your ego is there to protect you. It's created to protect you. But I've realized recently I'm not so good at doing this whole grudge holding thing anymore. 
but I don't even really like saying it that way because it sort of implies I'm doing something wrong because I'm not good at it or that it's a matter of willpower or skill that I lack, which has a negative connotation to it and not actually a beneficial, very conscious choice from a conscious conversation I've had with myself about whether or not I'm in the place to really forgive and extend grace to those who ask for it or want it, to those who have previously wronged me, regardless of whether or not I even decide that they get access to me in any capacity again or not after it. And it used to be an automatic, no, fuck no, who are you for even asking? Now, I guess it is more on a case-by-case basis, which has been interesting to navigate to say the least. And it's a case-by-case basis because none of these situations and scenarios were the same. None of these people were the same. Um, I wasn't even the same in each one of these situations. I continue to grow more and more over the course of time. I'm not the same person I was even a year ago. So it's loaded. You know, It's not just like yes or no or like one specific way of doing it. And I think I'm going to talk about all the different variants of what this has looked like for me uh, recently because it hasn't just been the same with even two people. And I think anytime we really change in a major way, there's this mini identity crisis we get because we've been attached to a certain way of being for so long and what we consider to be our identity for so long. And the change is uncomfortable even when it's beneficial. And I talk about this all the fucking time when it comes to healing. Anytime you're making a change in any area of your life and it's still something that's really good for you, it's going to be super fucking uncomfortable usually because you're going against the grain of everything that you've ever done before. It comes with a bit of resistance. You've reinforced a way of doing things. You've reinforced these neural pathways in your brain of a specific way of doing things and thinking about things and who you are for so long. And anytime you make that change, which you absolutely, you can change at any given point in time, but it takes a minute to reroute those, those neural highways and to have your cells recalibrate to this new direction in which you're going. Uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about this all the time. So resistance is, is part of it. And as long as you can kind of sit with that resistance and and let it be there for long enough while these changes take place, you're going to crush it. But if you let that resistance deter you, then it's going to be tough to grow. It's going to be tough to make any meaningful change in your life. Anyway, here's what happened in a nutshell recently. What is it? Three people, I guess, something like that. Three people that I had really close relationships with in, in the past, we will say all popped back up into my life in the same one to two week span, essentially saying the same thing. They were uh, apologizing for their behavior and basically said, I'm not even just saying this like, oh, look how great I am. And this is really what happened. They, they were saying like, I was really good to them and showed up for them in a time where they needed somebody and basically that they weren't good back to me. One person even said something to the tune of, I feel like I used you. And ouchie fucking wawa, that did not feel good for someone to say that, which like I appreciate the honesty for sure, but it's just tough when you hear that, especially from somebody that you you really care deeply for. And I also didn't realize that's what was going on at the time. So and although this isn't the first or second or third or fourth or fifth time that I have run into this little situation. This time was different because it was kind of back to back and it was all completely different scenarios and it was all at once. So it was overwhelming, you know? When it's like one situation and then you get some time and then there's another one and you kind of get a 
a minute to navigate it. It's a lot easier than when it happens all at once. And although it was really cool to get the validation from multiple people that I just remember being like, what the fuck happened there? Like, was it me? Like, did I do something wrong? Was it me? I was so confused. Eventually, it just got to the point where I let it all go. Although being validated in the way that I was like, hey, you were a good person to me. It was it was on me. Although it feels good to hear that, it also was kind of painful to all at once kind of get the same message from the same person that was like, I, I didn't treat you with value. Like... It's going to sting a little bit. Like, oh, okay. Makes you kind of think for a second, is it because I don't have value? You know, and if I, maybe a year or two ago, this would have been a lot more challenging for me to sort through. It's a little easier now. And I'm going to talk more on this in uh, a few minutes, but it's a little easier to navigate now because I've, I've learned things, I implement things, and I'm so headstrong on remembering certain things that have helped me with when stuff like this has come up. So again, I'll talk more about it down the road, but that's the only reason why is because I keep working on myself and I keep growing. Like I'm so different than I was even a year ago. So it's a work in progress and you have to stay at it. Otherwise, you know, stuff like this, it can knock you down. So it's really cool to be like, oh, okay, great awesome. You're apologizing. You feel bad. You're saying all these really nice things about me. You're validating me so much. But also, why why is it that so many of you treated me like that? I'd have my moment in that. But I extended grace and forgiveness to all of them in some capacity to the point where even some of my closest friends have been like, wow, you're more forgiving than I would have been. But here's the thing. Forgiveness isn't about whether or not someone deserves it. And it doesn't mean that you're compromising your worth. And the fact forgiving someone is therefore teaching them that it's okay that they did what they did to you. None of those things are true. It has nothing to do with them. It has everything to do with you. You are not betraying yourself. You are actually letting go of the heaviness of the emotions and the pain that came with what that person did. You're not holding on to this immense anger and resentment and letting it fuel you in hopes that it'll rub off onto them and it will cause them to feel the same sort of pain that you do and teach them a lesson. No, forgiveness is a gift you give to yourself and it shows you the goodness of your heart if you're doing it honestly and authentically. Having a good heart is rare and it is a strength, not a weakness. But there is this narrative if you forgive people or extend them grace or something like that when they've hurt you before that it means that you're weak so no let's maybe nip that in the bud right now i'll tell you it takes a big person to stop the cycle of hurt people hurt people where no one gets better it's easy to hurt people when they've hurt you it is a lot harder to be kind to somebody when they've hurt you it is a lot more challenging to stop this perpetual cycle that has been ongoing and alive and well for a very long time. Sometimes, though, this is happening right now with a few of the situations I'm navigating, there's still sadness and there's pain that I'm processing. It's not always like, yep, we're good. It's all good in the hood. It's all in the past. Sometimes I, I need a little bit more time to heal through what I've experienced with these people. And that's for me to navigate, not for them. I can still extend forgiveness if I want to, or if I can, even when everything hasn't been all resolved internally within me in regards to the experience I've had with people. I'm just not holding on to it intentionally or holding on to it to make them feel bad or hold it over their head or anything like that. But there are still aspects of what happened that I need to work through on my own. So although like I do forgive you for that, I understand 
you know, that you were in a, a weird place or whatever the reasoning is, I still have some residual things that haven't been processed yet, you know, and I just have to be honest about that. I'm like, and it's something I will work through on my own. Um, if I'm in the space to either be friends with that person or have a, a, like a relationship where I'm still talking to them, I can do that if I want while I'm also still processing my feelings. I don't think it needs to be one way or another. It's really just about how I feel about it internally. Does it feel good to have this person back in while I'm still sorting through my own stuff? Or do I need to kind of keep them at an arm's distance until I feel like I've really resolved what it is that's going on within me? And then I can try to let them back in my life and be on a conversational basis with them. Also, to add an extra layer onto this, <laughs> I don't always forgive people, especially if I'm still feeling deeply unresolved or hurt or betrayed by that person. But sometimes I also don't forgive people even if what they did holds no emotional weight within me anymore. I don't think you need to forgive in order to move forward. And I think it is shit when people say that kind of stuff. You can still get to a point where what someone has done to you no longer disturbs your peace or feels like a weight that you carry around constantly, where things just feel neutral finally, without the need of having to forgive them. Like you don't, you don't necessarily have to. You just get to the space where it, it no longer affects your life sometimes. And that is a nice place to be in. See. There are other people who have tried to come back into my life recently that I can't and won't forgive. And by doing that, I would actually be enabling their behavior because they haven't showed that they're trying to really change or that they're actually remorseful for what they've done. And that's when I'm just like, yeah, no, no fucking thanks. Like letting you have access to me in any way, even just to say your piece would be a fucking liability and I can't do it anymore. It's too hurtful. Too much damage has been done. I can't trust your words or what you say. And it's better for me if you just stay the fuck away. This is usually after I've already given someone like a few chances and they they still just do the exact same thing. But sometimes people apologize just to apologize. They just, they apologize to just try to get their foot edged in the door so they can eventually open the door and like snake their way in. And, you know, if I'm committed to making choices that are emotionally safe and in my best interest, then I can't throw out my boundaries or the consequences for when they are ignored, disrespected, or overstepped. That's It's how I protect myself. I have a personal responsibility to make sure I am not setting myself up for unnecessary pain. So we can't control everything. In fact, we, we can't control much when it comes to our external environment, right? But we, control, we can control our internal environment. And we can also make it so it's less likely that we're going to we're going to get hurt or we're going to be in a in a situation we don't want to be in if we make sure that we're setting ourselves up for success as much as we can and we're making choices that are rooted in what's going to be in our best interest so again all of these things are on a case-by-case -case basis but i've let myself choose love and be in a far more empathetic space and be able to set aside my ego that is sometimes still actively weeping and in pain and operate from a more loving space a lot more often. And I really fuck with it. It feels good. I can, I can sometimes do that when I'm still in a place where my feelings are fucking hurt by somebody. I can still be like, okay, you know, they're hurting or this is the situation they're in and they're doing this because of this. And instead of just being like my body being on fire because I'm so pissed my, 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 my gut feels really good about this new kind of change that's starting to happen here. And I listen to my gut so much more now than I used to. It's made this healing process so much easier. 
But also, if you're going to start checking in and listening to your body, it's a necessary part of all this, in my opinion, this healing process, then you, you got to start listening to your gut. I never listened to my gut because I thought it was bullshit. <laughs> and I also didn't trust myself. Like I didn't, I didn't really know what it meant to how to identify the feelings you're feeling or really like lean into feelings or, you know, be in the body versus in the head. And I didn't really know who I was. And I was super uncomfortable with all of this stuff, just like a lot of people are, you know, that's why they run, they, we run from pain, they run from pain. So I've changed a lot of that as I've started working on myself. And, and the more I've learned to decipher between anxiety and a gut feeling, where the difference fundamentally is that anxiety feels unsettled, right? If you've ever felt actually anxious, you know how fucking unsettled that feels. And a gut feeling feels more grounded and peaceful. And the more I can actually listen to what my gut is telling me, the better things have gotten because your gut will say things and provide you information that you otherwise will probably have no other way of obtaining. My advice is, is learn to listen to it, learn to decipher and learn to start leaning into what your gut is telling you. It's made things so much better for me. And again, like I, I think it's a necessary part of the healing process too. So anyway, getting back on track. I think the most interesting part of all of this is when I was going through the ending of these relationships I had, this is sort of something I've reflected back on. So when I was going through the ending of these relationships that I had, I remember I was so frustrated and so upset and so fucking irritated at God. Like like a little kid throwing a tantrum to their parents when they're doing something that they know is good for the kid and will teach the kid invaluable things about themselves and the world, but the kid can't see it in the moment because the kid is relatively ignorant. They don't really know many things at that point, which is why the parent's job is to help sort of guide them. And sometimes like it comes with some discomfort and some backlash you want something and you don't know that it's not good for you, but they do, but you still want it. And so when you're told no, chaos ensues. And I look back on all of these scenarios now and I'm like, I can totally see why things had to happen that way. And also why it wouldn't have worked out to have that person in my life in that capacity to begin with. And you want to know what's even more fucked up? I, I think it's even more fucked up is that the more... I even get into these situations where I'm like cursing at the sky and I'm doing the thing we all do where I'm like, why can't this just fucking work to God? And in the moment, I even know eventually I'm going to be able to see the big picture and why it wasn't meant for me and that this is in fact a good learning lesson for the things that I said I wanted to learn and, and committed to wanting to learn, right? Even in those moments where I know all these things, I am still having a meltdown. Like you still have to be in your feelings about it. You can't just conceptualize and logic your way out of it. And I always think that, you know, if I can feel this way logically, if this is where my brain is at, then why can't I feel this way emotionally? Why aren't my emotions aligning with this? And it's because logic and emotions are different. Isn't that crazy? Isn't this fun? This is fun, isn't it? We can't just intellectual intellectualize our way through this. We actually have to feel the emotions that are surfacing as a result. I'm learning to let that be okay. And also to celebrate that it's really cool that I can actually start to know when I'm in it, when I'm in it, and just hold space for myself and just let the emotions and everything that I need to feel and all the turmoil that is kind of going on, just let there be space for all of that to be there and not to make it wrong, not to make it bad. This is something a lot of people do as well. 
they say, oh, I shouldn't be feeling like this or I know better, so I shouldn't be. It's like, we need to stop doing that. If you're feeling something, there's a reason for it. Your emotions are messengers. So if that's coming up, there's a reason for it. And instead of trying to make it wrong, lean into it. Get curious about it. Why is it there? If we just judge ourselves, then like we're never going to improve. We're never going to grow. We're certainly not going to start to trust ourselves because every time there's an emotion or there's you know, this this point of contention that's within us, it's just, it's met with judgment. Did you ever get better if, if you just felt judged all the time by your parents, by your friends? In those scenarios, did you ever feel like you were improving as a person on any level? Did you feel more loved? Did you feel more confident in yourself? Did you feel more confident in the direction you were going in life? No. More confident in your relationships? No, of course not. Anyway, back on track. I think it's important to extend grace and kindness when you are able to. I can now do that because I look at things differently. It's not about me. It's not about my worth. It's not that I'm not doing enough. It's not that someone else is better than me. It's none of that. It's the way that person is feeling internally and about the relationship they have with themselves. And I say this all the time, so I'm going to say it again. People can only meet you at the depths in which they have met themselves. We are all scared little kids trying to navigate the world. And having a tough time because we're attempting to solve our internal issues and our fear of others and getting hurt through adult lenses that we now have instead of reconnecting to our younger selves and to our inner children to learn why we have these triggers to even begin with and then we get frustrated with ourselves as a result because we're looking through those adult lenses and by doing that it isn't healing the wound that is seeping and bleeding and persists and it's so fucking painful because we're not understanding where it's actually coming from. The confusion just kind of feeds into the pain. And that's why I feel like inner child work is so fucking important and another necessary part of the healing process. And this work on myself has helped me to understand when other people are acting from a place of pain, even if their actions have landed me into a place of pain too, and been able to extend more love and more compassion, more understanding, and more empathy. I have a shit ton to learn, but doing this work has given me an advantage to where that pain doesn't bury me anymore. And I can sometimes still have a lot of empathy for people, even when I'm ready to start swinging at them. If they have triggered me or pissed me off, I have a better ability now to be able to like kind of put myself in their shoes and be like, okay, I, I think that they said this or they're doing this because they're operating from a place of pain. And I'm really proud of little Arya, and I think she's learning to trust me more, which is so precious because I couldn't get to these, I couldn't get to the root reason why I was really feeling certain things until very recently. And I kept thinking that I could and I would intellectualize it and I would, I would think myself into a fucking hole and it wasn't helping me feel better. And now I'm starting to realize where some of these things come from and I'm able to, again, like see that in other people and it's such a wild experience. But I can tell this younger version of me, like she feels like I'm taking better care of her now and that I've stopped abandoning her. I've been at this for years now in the trenches every fucking day. And I am only now finally getting my inner child to talk to me. It's not every day I feel like I'm moving forward in the right direction, but every so often I get a major milestone that becomes apparent to me that I must be doing something right. Self-growth is so beautiful and love and compassion does make the world go round. So if you are able to extend it, I would suggest that you do. And if you're not ready, that's okay too. Everything on your own timeline, everything on your own terms, just make sure that it feels good to you.
If you would like one-on-one help and want me to help you with your mental health, healing journey, or if you'd like to work with me for anything health-related, you can. You can schedule with me using the link in the podcast description. Lastly, be kind to animals. Please stay new to your pets and adopt, don't shop. Thanks for making the world a better place. If this resonated with you today, this episode, please consider subscribing and rating this podcast five stars. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you.